The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone, I am Macca19 and this is the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. Joining me once again this evening is Fishing Rick. Woohoo! Port Fan Radio! Port Adelaide wins! Yay! Finally! We get to Yay. talk about a victory. Yay! I'm happy. Happy days, mate. Absolutely. I think everyone should be happy. We've got a, got some impetus now coming into round one. Impetus. That's a good word. Yes. Impetus. Better than the Adelaide Cup winner, Anus Miserabalis. <laughs> it's how it always goes. Well, that's the. I actually, I actually backed it for the win, and the only reason I backed it because I changed its name to Anus Miserabilis. So I thought it was funny, and I thought that'd be a good one to yell out while the race was on, and it was. <laughs> good work. So uh, well. I was, I was yelling out during the race at uh, at Morphville, I love Anus. <laughs> that is certainly something I could picture you doing. <laughs> what about you, mate? How are you going? Good, buddy. Good, good. Happy with the uh, result on the weekend, that's for sure. And we actually look like a footy team. Yes, we did. And we'll, I won't say too much because I'm sure we'll talk about it shortly. We will. Let's get into the love and hate. One thing we loved, one thing we hated about the game on the weekend. What was your love, mate? Uh, what was my love? Well, there's a few things to love. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Atlee Jr. Okay. Because, uh, I really like him. He's hard. I love He's that. a gun. He's a gun. He's a gun. I, I thought the well, all the juniors. I think about, I've been really impressed with, but uh, young Atley, I uh, I really like. He, he he can wear the body contact and still distribute the ball out, and uh, you know he's a he's a solid solid young man, and uh, and uses the ball relatively well. So mm. uh, he he was my love for the week, and I know you've been a big fan of him over the preseason as well. Mate, as you know, anyone that listened to the draft podcast at uh, the end of last year would have heard uh, just how bullish myself and Portia were about getting this kid and, and the reaction we gave when we actually drafted him. You know, we were absolutely cock-a-hoop and I thought he was wonderful on the weekend and showed exactly why we were pretty keen on him, to be honest. You know, great attack at the bowl. He was really creative with his handball. Um, isn't afraid to get down and dirty and, and cop a hit. And that effort in the third quarter on the forward flank, um, when he went in super hard, copped a big hit, won the ball and dished it out, was uh, outstanding. Yeah, and that, that was the moment where I went, he's going to be my love for the week after that one. Because, uh, you know, and I mean, geez, you think we've, we've got Ollie Wines, it's tough as nails, and you've got SPP doing similar sort of stuff. It's uh, quite exciting for a... a an inside midfield, midfield brigade, isn't it? They're, uh, it they're is. hard players. They're That's hard it. players. Good to, good to see some young players uh, getting down and dirty and uh, not afraid to put their head over the ball and dishing out some uh, some big hits, which is great. Would you, would, would you pick uh, Atley in your round one side? Uh, we'll probably talk about that a bit later. I think we'll have a chat about <sighs> who we might uh, think is in our round one side. I probably would. Um well, I don't think they will, but I would love to see them pick him in round one. I think even if he doesn't play round one, I reckon he'll get a game by round four. Yep. Yeah. He was, That's he what, that was my thinking. Early. That was my thinking watching the replay as well. That if he doesn't, if he doesn't get it, if he doesn't get it at the beginning, he won't be far away. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And what was your love, buddy? Mine was, uh, look, I think if we were to survey the forum, I think a lot of people would say, you know, either Pow Pepper or Eddie, but for me it was Youngie. Aaron Young. Uh, yeah. Don't really know what to expect from him this year. 
and whether he's going to continue that form from last year where he kicked 37 or 38 goals. But I thought he was exceptional on the weekend. And, you know, again, he was another player that really went in hard, tackled hard, won plenty of the ball, and uh, to finish with two goals as well. Um, you know, I really hope he can keep that form from last year going and you know, even grow on it because uh, his performance on the weekend was uh, just as good, if not better, than any game he played last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got a solid body now and he's got a strong core and he's able to do that hip shake to, to shrug tackles. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's doing a lot more than that. He's strong overhead now as well. And uh, I think he's really, uh, he's probably uh, pushing hard, if not overtaken Angus spot in that, that half forward line, forward pocket really, hasn't he? Oh, for sure. It's, it's his spot to lose. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, Gus hasn't played a game this preseason and, don't know when he's going to play next, so, um, you know, certainly Youngie's a spot to... It's up to him to keep his spot, basically. Um, yeah. If he performs, he's going to keep it. There'll be a few players knocking down the door, I'm sure, but um, as we saw last year, you know, when he plays well, he can be a very, very damaging player. So do we want to give an honourable honorable mention to Eddie um, for a love? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I think he was he was pretty close. Unlucky not to get a love yeah. from either of us. Certificate really. of participation in the love hate. We can give him. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give him a cert participation. I like that idea. Yeah, absolutely. What was your hate? Um, oh, look, I, I guess probably a little bit nitpicky. Um, I found the uh, the ruck infringements against Ryder a little bit confusing. Um, so, well, there's no margin for error for Ruckman now. They're, they're not allowed to jump a little bit early and tap the ball. Um, yep. You know, I, I thought that was really good rut work from a rutman, and you know, and I mean, if the if the opposition rutman can do that, well, good luck to him. I, I just don't see how that's really blocking, and don't you think it's maybe taking a bit of the fabric of rut work away? And they've done enough of that anyway. Well, there was a lot of free kicks on the weekend. It was a bit silly, really. Um, I don't actually mind the new ruck rules. I, I think it's all right. Uh, I certainly love the lack of a third man up anymore because Ollie Wines used to do that quite a bit. I think he actually had something like 90 hit-outs last year, Ollie Wines, and I reckon about 85 of them went straight to the opposition, so I'm actually pretty happy that that rule doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not too fussed about the third man up. I think I think that's... At least it makes it a, a genuine ruck contest now, um, so that doesn't necessarily bother me. I was just very confused, especially at the set, you know, with the centre bounces with, um, you know, Paddy Ryder was sort of being penalised, I thought, for being a little bit more athletic than the opposition Rutman. Yeah, quite possibly. But, I mean, I'm being nitpicky. I mean, there's not. I don't want to really bag out and hate too much this week because I just want to savour a victory. Yeah, well, that too. Um, got an interesting note on the uh, Spreaker chat uh, from Portia, uh, which is her hate is uh, Bonner continuing to fluff bread and butter kicks. Uh, he's a long way off it, um, in her opinion. And right. uh, I've got to say, my hate is uh, is the same thing. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of his. I was um, absolutely stoked we got him a couple of years ago. But uh, for me, it's Riley Bonner as well. And you know, talk about potentially screwing yourself out of a round one spot. Um, you know, he, he's been given a lot of responsibility, and he's he's just not really up to it yet. I don't think. I think um, he will definitely get there in time. But uh, I'm pretty concerned that he's a, a confidence player at the higher end of that spectrum in that uh, in both the last couple of games, he started pretty well until he's made a mistake and then he's just been an absolute write-off after that. And uh, you know, some of the skill errors he made on the weekend brought back memories of Ben Jacobs trying to kick a football and that's that's not good for anybody at all. 
Maybe um, he's uh, maybe he's just wilting a little bit under the pressure of expectation. Yeah, you know, maybe you know maybe there was now there's the thought of shit. I could make the round one side, and mm. uh, he's sort of uh, panicking a little bit. Yeah, Cause he's defending all right. It's just when he gets free and he's just not hitting his targets, kicking out on the full, just miss kicking, uh, simple, straightforward kicks, which uh, should never really happen. And uh, as I said, I'm pretty sure he's going to become a very good player. And uh, I just didn't expect him to be this poor with the ball, especially after how well he played in the SANFL last year. Um, yeah. And we know how, how long a kick he is. Um, but yeah, a bit disappointing because uh, I've got huge hopes for him. Well, we're lucky, aren't we, that... Um... We've got a plethora of uh, half-back flankers at the moment to choose from. We do, that's right. Uh, but with a couple of them out of the side and uh, probably missing round one, uh, there's a spot there for the taking, and uh, I'm not sure it if uh, we'll be able to fit uh, both Bonner and Houston in the side, but um, at the moment you would think Houston's probably winning that battle. Well, I'm a big fan of Houston, actually, without putting in any corny puns at this point in time. But... Yeah. Um, Oh, I've been, you know, his disposal has been excellent. Overhead, he looks pretty strong. I thought he had good hands on the weekend as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm really uh, optimistic, thank you, of um, of where we're going with Dan Houston. And, yeah, I would be quite comfortable with the fact of um, uh, him having a spot in the side above uh, Bonner at this point in time. You're welcome. And uh, Bevan has also asked that question. Has Houston gone past Bonner for round one? And I think at this point he probably has because especially against Sydney, you can't afford to have someone in that defensive half of the ground that's going to turn it over um, mm. every second time he gets it, which is uh, unfortunately what's happened um, yeah. with, with Bonner in the last couple of games. It reminds me a lot of uh, second-year Jasper Pitta when he first started playing AFL level. And... Uh, that's how he got the nickname Bomb Scare there for a while. Um, yeah. Well, look how long it took. Obviously, yeah, exactly. Obviously, he's improved out of sight. Um, and I would expect the same thing to happen to Riley as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. Uh, while you're scoffing your face there, uh, we've got a few questions oh, man, from the... So, uh, I am so hungry. <laughs> from the Bigfooty uh, forum. Uh, the first one is uh, Powermax. Uh, is it realistic to believe Eddie could be a 40-goal forward for us this year? What do you think? I think if he plays 22 games, uh, he, he could potentially get to 40 goals. It's not out of the question. I think um, it would be a mighty effort if he did. I think if he could get to 30, uh, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. 40 would be uh, uh, ridiculously wonderful, I think. Uh, but well, what's he had so Aaron, far in three games? He's had something like 15 scoring shots in three games. So if he keeps up that sort of um, strike rate, he's going to get somewhere between 30 and 40, you would think. How many did Aaron Young kick? 37. 37, yeah. Can't see why not. Yeah. I mean, I actually, at this point in time, I mean, how tall is he? 193? Uh, maybe a little bit shorter than that. But, but he, he's in he the looks like a, yeah. he, he looks like our most natural forward at the moment. He does. He's, he's leading well. He's kicking well. He's marking strongly. Uh, the most impressive thing I thought about his game was... Um, he only took three marks, but he had nine scoring shots. So he's getting scoring shots from maybe a little bit unconventional ways for a key forward, uh, well, which uh, I don't think is a bad thing at all. He's going to be the benefactor of being the sixth-ranked forward, most likely, in our forward line. Uh, and, I wouldn't say sixth, but... Um, well, you know, let's say you've got Wingard, 
Dixon, Westoff, Aaron Young, those four automatically are going to be probably rated in front of him. Well, Wingard's um, probably going to play midfield. Westoff spends mm-hmm. half his time down back or on a wing. Um, yeah. I, I think he'll be our second target. And, uh, well, I think he's certainly going to be the beneficiary of people sort of um, uh, getting drawn to Dixon, um, which should leave Eddie a little bit free, which we've seen so far in the first three games of the, the JOT uh, series. Yeah, and, and I think that's where he's going to really benefit. He's going to get a, that lack of respect from uh, um, the opposition because, I mean, obviously you can't... Re- you can't respect everyone with your best defender, and so look, I think it's quite plausible that he could get to um, uh, to forty goals. But then I called out Dixon to kick sixty or seventy last year. So what do yeah. I know? Well, there was only uh, sixteen key forwards that kicked forty goals uh, last year, so it's not that common, I guess. It's you know one for each team, I guess. But uh, you know, if he does get there, and uh, Dixon pulls his finger out and you know, kicks 40 or 50 as well, that's a, a good position to be in, I think. Yeah, you'd think so. Well, I mean, Chad's always good for 40 as well, isn't he? So, um, yep. geez, we're going to be raining goals. Mate, bring it on. <laughs> uh, CT Power has asked the question, uh, would you play Jackson Trengove in the centre square as a midfielder? Uh, he also mentioned that, um, big, especially in round one, as we've struggled against Josh Kennedy in the past and we've played quite a few players on him in the last few years and they've all failed so he might have the height to go against him and uh, Nat Fife in round two as well I would still rather prefer Ollie Wines and um, you know Ollie's a more mature player now mm. this is his four, fourth year in our system I think um, so I'd be backing in Ollie first and giving him the uh, the job and then um, and then maybe uh, you could pinch I'm just going to say pinch hint. Don't know if that's the right term, but pinch tag, maybe with Jackson here and there for five minute spells. But you know, I don't, I don't know if Jackson's probably got the smarts to go with a Josh Kennedy. To be yeah. honest, yeah, look, he's kind of following up the ball as a ruckman, but I'm not sure it would work at all uh, if he's playing as a bona fide midfielder at stoppages. Um, well, it would make it. It would make our midfield very cumbersome as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, his theory was that he would start in the midfield and then once the stoppage is over, he'd sort of move forward and someone else would take his spot in the midfield. But he'd be doing a lot of miles doing that, I think. Um, and I'm just not sure if he's not actually following up his own ruck work if he's got the smarts to be a centre-square midfielder. Yeah. Like I said, I'd prefer... Um... Ollie Wines. Yeah, I mean, I think Ollie... I mean, this was about the time Kennedy sort of really hit his prime, isn't it? You know, he spent four or five years with Hawthorne, really couldn't break into their side, um, moved to Sydney and became a premier on baller. I mean, so, I mean, Ollie Wines is racking up great great possession counts since he started playing with us. I'd I'd really be hoping that Ollie can now go toe-to-toe with someone like Josh Kennedy and and really prove his value. For sure, and I think he will. I think he'll show that in round one. I think he's ready to go bang this year, Ollie. Yeah, let's let's back in, Ollie. That's it. Uh, Christoph has asked the question: Pickles, yay or nay? Well, in what context? Do you like on a hamburger? Well, do you like pickles? Yeah, on a hamburger. Like when I used to eat Big Macs before mm-hmm. I went my uh, vegan vegetarianism, 
Um, I didn't mind a pickle on a Big Mac. Don't know if I'd just eat a pickle direct out of jar. Mm. Maybe pickle, maybe pickled onions. What about you? I'm now not, you're in the food industry and all. Well, I'm not heaps keen on pickles, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind the flavour. I don't like them on hamburgers. Um, but I don't really? mind the actual flavour of pickles. Uh, Man. I'll tell you what is nice, deep fried pickles. Deep fried? Yeah, what, what about a jalapeno popper? Don't like them. Don't you? Yeah, I reckon they're, they're bloody awesome. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about deep fried pickles. Mm. But you Try can deep fry day. anything. You can, you can deep fry anything. Mm. I deep Depends fried on a the bounty butter. bar the other day. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little party size one. That was interesting. Deep fried coconut it, and chocolate. Is this, the, is this the macro experimentation in the fish and chip shop? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you got to try uh, different things. We also uh, deep fried a strawberry, and that was uh, surprisingly quite nice as well. Yeah, I think it goes with the the theory that you could even deep fry a dog turd, and that would be tasty. Look, I'm sure that's next on the list to try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is uh, from Past My Primus, which is uh, he wants our predictions for who's going to make their debuts for Port in round one. Right. Well. I'm sort of backing in Atley. Yep. I'm backing in Dan Houston. Yep. Um, who else is there? Eddie. Pow Pepper. Yeah, yeah, Eddie. Nah, I'd leave Pepper out at this point in time. I think he's just really? a little bit inconsistent. I like what he's going to do, and I don't think he's going to be far away from playing, but I'd, I'd put him in the reserves and, and let him earn it a little bit more. All right. I think it, I think it, I think it's just a little bit more inconsistent than um, than Atley and Houston at this point in time. Okay, is that a fair call, or you disagree? I, I probably disagree, but that's your opinion. That's all right. Um, I think Eddie's a lock. He's an absolute lock for round one. I think Houston, uh, if Brody and Pittard both miss, I think Houston's going to play, uh, and I think Power Pepper will play. I think Atley will miss out. Just he'll be on the emergencies list. So you would be happy for Power Pepper to play over Atley? I think so. Yeah. And what and what do you like from Power Pepper that he's bringing to the team? I like his over pace. I, I like his well, probably his pace, his aggression, his forward thinking play. Uh, he's hitting the scoreboard. Um, whereas Atley's a bit too defensive minded, I think, at this point in time. He needs to, mm-hmm. you know, find a bit more of the ball free from the contest a bit and uh, use his leg and all that sort of stuff. Which is mm. why I think he might just miss out. Um, Do you think Power Pepper's already intimidating players from the opposition? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think... Um, well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think he would be... I don't think Burgoyne was intimidated. I think he just, um, yeah, got uh, got caught a bit. Um, yeah. But he's certainly a powerful athlete, Power Pepper. Isn't like, he? Uh, that core strength and, uh, and pace combo is, uh, is crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. He'll probably trim down a couple of kilos once he's been in the system for a little bit, but yeah, he's a beast. Love him. He is. And last question is uh, from Hammer8. Uh, is this the tallest port side we've had in a while? No, I don't know. We've had some pretty tall port, port sides. Yeah, I think um, he mentioned specifically after 2006 and, and certainly the quality of tolls, um, I would say, is the best. Uh, we obviously had the quadrangle of doom. Uh, a few years back, which was uh, trash, um, and that look, they, they were all pretty tall. To, it's got to be said, you know, Dan Stewart was two hundred, 
Uh, John Butcher was what one ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, then with Schultz and Westhoff as well. Westhoff's you know one ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty tall. And then with um, with uh, Chaplin down back as well, he was he was always pretty tall and, and Brogan um, in the side. Uh, so that was a, probably a bit taller. Uh, but I would certainly say that the uh, the quality of tolls is the best we've had uh, probably since our premiership year. I would think. Yeah, probably or at a least fair on call. Pa- at least on paper. Um, Are you including uh, Lobie in that? Uh, probably not. No? No. Where is uh, Matt Lobie? What's what's happened to the big lobster? Oh, I think he's just out of sorts, and um, it is what it is. Like, I think um, other players have gone past him. Obviously, Ryder's a lot more athletic, uh, can actually win the hitouts and... Uh, uh, certainly uh, drop it down at his own players' throats as opposed to uh, knocking it straight to the opposition. Can Lobie come back from this, you think? I don't think so, no. You think he's gone? Not not for us, not with how we want to play football. I think it's been pretty clear the last couple of years that we struggle when he plays. Or certainly yeah. our midfield seems to struggle when he plays. Does it make you sad? It does a little bit because I, I want to see all Port players play well. Um and, you know, to have a 200-centimetre, 27-year-old, built like a tank, can run really hard, uh, Ruckman, uh, as a reserve, would be very, very handy. But, um, you know, to have what happened against Richmond last week uh, happen in a, a regular season game, and as we saw quite a few times last year, you know, it's, it's just not good. Would you choose Matt Lobie or Kane Ackland? No. Oh. Probably still Loby, I think. Jeez. Oh, I was always a secret closet fan of Kane Ackland. Yeah, I think Porsche was as well. I think uh, I think he showed a lot of talent more as a forward as opposed to a ruckman, but uh, he was just too inconsistent. Yeah. But they, they are probably pretty similar players, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd bring him out. What about um, Matt Loby and Warnock from Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> I remember hey, I, that discussion I, I... from a few years ago. I told everyone that. Remember you when did. I got shit canned for that suggestion? <laughs> you certainly did. And no, Ooh, I wasn't how far. The tides off. have turned. Yes, remember that, people. Sometimes I do make solid predictions. Sometimes. My new Warnock's out of the AFL system, I think. But yeah, but he's a little bit older too, I think. Mm. Anyway, right. I digress. That's it. Let's get on to the review. Port played Hawthorne in Norlunga on Sunday and came away with our first win of the preseason, uh, beating the Hawks by 28 points. Uh, Brett Eddy was the hero of the day with uh, five goals, whilst uh, Youngie also kicked two. Um, how did you see the game, mate? Yeah, I saw it on replay on Foxtel uh, because I, I had something on. And yep. uh, I watched it on about a, a 50-inch uh, smart TV. It was Beautiful. Actually, picture quality was pretty good. Nice. Very Is nice. that what you wanted to know? Not really, but uh, how did you see the performance? <laughs> Actually, I was I was quite happy. Um, you know, I mean, um, I guess you know what we were talking about from the week before was trying to see some structure, and I thought we could see a, a little bit better structure with the players. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the game, so I can't really comment being first hand there. But from what I saw on TV, uh, we looked like we. We're moving the ball a lot more fluently, so I can't so I can't really tell how in the intent of Hawthorne or whatever, so I can only take it on face value. But, um, yeah, we had some great passages of play. That Eddie goal where he kicked it on the run, I think in the, it was either in the, th- it was the northern end, so I think that might have been the third quarter. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. 
yeah, you know, that was great transition football. Yeah. Um, I thought we were, you know, we were transitioning across the ground quite well. We weren't, you know, when we were trying to do the transition play, a lot of the times our line across that back, that last line was more 90 degrees instead of us going back 130 or 140, um, you know, which sometimes allows the defence to really push us back. Um, yeah, so I thought that was quite solid. And I think the most important thing that I saw was our intent at the ball by all players, especially the senior players. So we were hungry to tackle, we were hungry to apply defensive pressure, and that allowed us to put pressure on the Hawthorne players, not allow them to have that time and space with their short free kicks as well. Um, and uh, I think that we really benefited from that. So you could really see the intensity over the four quarters uh, was a lot more highlighted compared to previous games. Yeah, we certainly looked a lot better in the midfield. I thought we were hitting targets, especially with the wind as well. It was quite a blustery day, and obviously it bucketed down with rain there for a while. Um, but I thought our skills were a lot better. The way we moved the ball was a lot better. Uh, our forward line worked really, really well, um, especially the two tolls in tandem, even though Dixon had no real impact. Um, I thought some of his off-the-ball work, or, or even when he um, was sort of dropping marks or whatever, he was still sort of uh, getting it, Port side, I guess you you could say. Yeah, but not um, only that, he he was creating that vacuum of space. You know, there was that was, one yeah. goal where, you know, he led went under led under the ball. Three defenders followed him, and Eddie was smart enough to take the mark behind. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, was it a set play by Port? Who knows? But probably not. Um, but at least at least he his enthusiasm uh, and awareness creating awareness for defenders was creating space for for other players to maximise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought our defence played really, really well again on the day. Uh, we kept Hawthorne to just the nine goals, which I thought was a really good effort. Uh, they all defended really, really well. I thought Cleary had a, had a wonderful game once again. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think uh, he just looks ready to go bang this year. He does. Which, uh, which I think uh, we really need as a defensive group. Absolutely. And I guess it, it also just reinforces that sometimes, you know, we need to be patient with these players. I mean, I, I was probably happy a couple of years ago to... To probably trade Cleary out because I just, as I said last week, I just didn't think he had that one-on-one capacity. He had the aerobic, but not the one-on-one. But he's developed that skill and he's looking solid. I mean, I'm a big fan of Logan Austin after what he did last year, but he's gonna he's gonna really have to work his way back into that defensive six. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, some uh, individual players. I guess uh, we've already spoken a little bit about Power Pepper, but I, I want to mention him again. You had 23 touches, five clearances, and a goal. 12 contested possessions. Uh, had a play in a number of uh, number of scoring attempts as well. You know, absolutely floored Burgoyne with that big don't argue and uh, threw his weight around all day. It's just great to see a first year player have that much uh, confidence and, and play in such a commanding fashion. I think. Oh, I love the memes on the Big Footy website. I want to. I want to see his birth certificate. <laughs> I mean, he does play like a mature player, and he's got the body of a mature player. He's, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, as I said, I just thought you know the week before he probably didn't impact the game as much, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, his influence is uh, in this game anyway was amazing, and uh, I love what he's what he's doing, and he's using the ball relatively well, and he, he seems to be re- reasonably smart as well with his ball use. He's not. Um, He's not burning every single disposal that he's got, you know, such as what we're talking about Bonner. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm right and wrong and you're right and he gets picked over Atley, I mean, I'm not going to be crying in my Wheat Bix bowl over it, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. The only downside was uh, eight frees against, which is a bit ridiculous. But 
I mean, they all came in sort of different fashions. I think there was a throw, there was running too far, there was a holding the ball, there was too high. You know, he pretty much uh, pulled out every free kick in the book, I think. Yeah, but I guess with a player that's got a bit more enthusiasm for the body and attack of the body and aggression, you know, you're probably going to give away a few more. And I guess as his uh, adrenaline settles down to the, the top end game, you'd hope that he might wear that off. I mean... You know, come the full season, giving away eight free kicks every game might cost us a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he'll do that again, but um, yeah, I guess his uh, enthusiasm got a bit better of him a couple of times there. But I just, uh, I just Charlie... really hope that he runs through Luke, Luke Hodge in a season proper game. I, that would just make me happy. <laughs> that would be nice. And I don't, and I don't even care if he gets games for it. Yeah. How did you see uh, Charlie Dixon's game? Well, I mean, I liked his effort. Uh, it concerns me, the lack of goals. But, um, you know, I thought he had some strong defensive pressure at times as well. He, he was, you know, we were asking for him to lead and he was leading. Um, you know, and like you said, he, he positioned the ball. He, he didn't mark it, but he still positioned the ball for the crummers to sort of get the, the best angle for shots at goal. And yeah. Yeah, so it was serviceable. You know, it's, was it a $600,000 a year player sort of game? Maybe not, but uh, he also looked like he rolled his ankle a little bit very early on in the game, which was no fault of his own or his ankles. It was just so yeah. hockey that he trod on the Hawthorne player's leg, but yeah. um, obviously that might have impacted his performance a little bit as well. Mm. Look, some of, his kicking, some of his kicking was atrocious. That shot on goal was uh, was terrible and... Look, once again, he, I think he broke free and dropped a couple of uncontested marks. And look, to be honest, he's probably the worst uncontested mark of a key forward I think I've ever seen play the game, to be honest. Like, I'm just, I'm just mm. not sure uh, what he's doing wrong, whether he's he just needs to have softer hands or, or what it is, his, where his hands are positioned. But we all know his contested marking is really good, but um, you've got to get the bread and butter right, mate. You know, and that's, maybe that's he thinks the real too problem. Much. Well, maybe he does, but uh, you know, in all honesty and and realistically, there's not a whole lot separating his output from John Butcher's at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, it's a fair call. He just looks a little bit more conventional. But I wonder if he had a painkiller, maybe that's affecting his kicking as well, though. Not his not his uncontested marking, but his kicking. It might be, but that shouldn't be an excuse for the last uh, what 15 months. Of performance either with his uh, with his kicking, so yeah, I just don't I understand know. how the club can't rectify this with um, certain players. Mm. You know, we're a professional sporting organisation. We should be able to pump in resources to assist players that have these sort of problems. Are you concerned with his form? Oh, not really, not yet. Okay. Uh, I'd still have him in the side. I mean, who else are we going to have in there? Frampton. Well, probably not Frampton. I think you'd probably just... Well, I don't know. We're kind of in that situation where he's just got to play. But he, he needs to perform. Like, No, of course he does. I think Especially in all competitions he's kicked you know, something like... I don't even know. Something like six goals in the last 14 games or something. It's, you know, For, for a $600,000 key forward, got to do better than that. Maybe we're not revealing our hand with Charlie before the season proper. Mm. Maybe, if, sure. maybe there's an ulterior motive. Yeah, don't know about that. Uh, Carl Amon, uh, I thought he was really good again on the weekend. How have you seen, uh, or how did you see his game and also his preseason as a whole? Oh, man, I love the forehead. I reckon he's turning into a really, really good player. 
Um, Jacko, when I spoke to him before the preseason game, said said to me that um, Carl is burning up the training track, and uh, you know, I've been impressed with all three of his um, his practice games, and uh, he's looking like a really mature, solid player now, and uh, I wish him very well. Yeah, I think he's actually been the player of the preseason for us. To be honest, I think he's I been saw that, that good. post. Mm. And I, yeah, I think that's a fair call. He, he's been he's been reliable. He's he's still got that outside pace as well. So yeah, I think it was it you that said you know if um, you'd be happy with him as our third outside player behind White and Pollock. I didn't say that, but um, someone said well, that. well certainly behind Pollock. Not sure about White, but um, yeah, well, I think the disclaimer is a fit White. Yeah. Um, look, I thought he was wonderful, and uh, as you said, he's using his pace. I think the best part is that he's now putting his body on the line every time he's near it. Um, he's throwing throwing himself in and not afraid to get hurt a little bit, and uh, he, has, he is actually winning a lot of those sort of contested bowls as well. Uh, he's kicking goals. Um, he's using his pace. He's using it well when he gets it. Um, Look, he's been almost there, and I think this year could be the year where he does become a really consistent AFL performer. The year of Carl. I like it. Yeah, I hope hope so. Like you said earlier, we want every player to succeed, and, you know, the club's invested a fair bit of time into him now, so it'd be great to to see him come come on and be a first 22 player. No doubt. Uh, Speaking of the player you just mentioned as well, Matty White, I thought he looked absolutely out of sorts, could barely raise a gallop, and... uh, Pretty much didn't get anywhere near the ball at all. You better um, not be playing round one. That's all I say. Well, that was my next question: is how often do you expect him to grace uh, Adelaide Oval and beyond this year? Well, depending on form, not for the first six games, that's for sure. I would, you know, I really hope the club or the coaching staff reward the young players that have played well, and um, you know, a lot of them have played well, and uh, you know, I think we need to. Uh, you know, these senior guys like you know, Angus Mumphreys and Matty White that are coming from suspension or injury, uh, even Broadbent to a lesser extent, you know, they they have to earn their spot back in the side. They've, yeah. they've relinquished it for whatever reason. And if these young boys are playing well enough, they deserve to keep their spot. And I just hope we're not picking again on reputation. I, I really hope so. Mm. The thing that concerns me is uh, his lack of pace. Um it's almost like, I think he's probably going to play a different role if he does get games at AFL level. I reckon we're going to try and turn him into more of a small forward as opposed to a running wingman. I think he's probably lost that pace for good that he had a few years ago and earlier in mm-hmm. his career. Uh, the fact that he keeps sort of pinging hamstrings and all that sort of stuff is a, is a concern. Um, he hasn't been sort of injury-free for a long time now. Uh, so I think if we're going to try and play him, I think it's going to be either in a forward pocket or, or a forward flank, um, which is why we're likely to push Wingard further up the ground, I think. Uh, mm. The other concern is that I don't think... I definitely don't think he should be playing round one, but with Impey out of the side, uh, with um, Need not overly playing all that well either, with Cracker out of the side, uh, maybe they might think that that experience might be a bit handy. I would. Um, I'd rather play a a proper forward than try and reposition Matty White to start with. But um, mm. look, I'd rather. I think you know, as we discussed, SPP and Atley. Um, I'd rather play them through the midfield in round one and have Chad maybe play more permanent forward like he normally does. 
yeah. um, and rotate through the midfield than persist with playing a uh, unprepared Matt White just for the yeah. sake of it. That's how I would look at it. Because I mean, oh, our sure. midfield Absolutely. depth is our midfield depth is looking pretty solid with Ebert, um, Boak, Gray to come back. Um, you know, even if Broadbent's fit, you know, you can probably argue to bring because Broadbent played to play the first trial game, didn't he? Uh, he might have played the one at Alberton. Yeah. But he hasn't That's played That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, he played that game. So, you know, I'd rather I'd rather play him and run him through the midfield and, you know, run Hamish a little bit through the midfield and play Chad forward than play Matty White yeah. at this point in time. For sure. Portia has uh, sent through a message about Amon. Uh, she thinks that uh, he would be ideal for slingshot Um Will be interesting to see how he goes on wetter tracks or against a focus clog. Which is probably a fair point, but um, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see how he goes. Well, I mean, Porsche fought the fight for Carl last year, didn't she? She really, she stood up for him, and he's repaying her faith. Absolutely. Good old Carl. I'm sure he listens to Poor Fan Radio too. Oh, I bet he does. Yeah, I'm sure they. Of all course. Do. Yeah. No, I'm sure they do. Uh, Paddy Ryder, huge game. 12 touches, 7 marks, 35 hitouts, and a goal. Uh, was probably my best on ground, I think. Um, and that's the Paddy that we really want to see this year. What about his... I saw someone posted up that he had 28% hitouts to advantage or something. Which is pretty good. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, what's the average? 5% hitouts to advantage? Oh, no, nah, it's like 20. Or... That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought I was, I'm sure someone said 5%, but... I mean, his hitouts to advantage were amazing, and you know he's such an athletic guy. And yeah, I mean, that's what we were hoping from Paddy as a as a Rutman. And, and uh, well, I'm just hoping he can string that through for the whole season, and you know, hopefully he stays injury free and he can keep his fitness base up. And um, but you wouldn't suspect at this point in time that he's missed a year of football, would you? No, not at all. Not at all. So yeah, I'm very I'm very optimistic for for Paddy and where he's going. And, I guess it shows there's a difference between missing a year of footy from suspension compared to a year of footy from injury. So yeah. he's obviously, he's been, you know, I know it's not the same as match fitness, but he's obviously been able to keep some simulated conditioning uh, to keep himself in reasonable condition. And who knows, having that year off might help prolong his career a little bit as well. For sure. Uh, so who were your best five players on the ground, mate? Oh, don't do that for me. That's your that's that's your territory. I, I put Brad Ebert up there. Yeah, I thought Brad played a, a really good game. Uh, Aaron Young. I'm not going to put him in one to five. I'll just spread my love. Um, you know, I put Eddie in there. I thought, yeah, great game. Uh, Aaron Young, uh, great game. Uh, SPP, fantastic game. There's four. Um, I don't know who else was there. Tom Cleary. There's there's my fifth. And I guess you know. As I think, uh, who was it? Finbar posted out. You know what a surprise when our senior players step up. Yep. What a difference! What a difference that makes to the whole playing group. Now, we really need our senior players to step up like that every week. We can't have them drifting in and out because if they do, we're going to get pantsed once again. We need they need to step up. And you know we've been a bit we've been a bit um, dirty on them over the last couple of years that they've flaked in and out of games and performances. So yep. you know. We can't. We've got to set the benchmark high for those guys, and and if not, they've got to they've got to feel the the wrath of the uh, selection table, as far as I'm concerned. But that's my top five. Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, what I about you, Ryder? Yeah, Ryder was best on ground for me. I thought Ebert was great. 
as well. That was by far his best game of the preseason. He's been pretty poor before that, but uh, it was great to see him back to his best and uh, getting a lot of the ball and uh, you know tackling hard and winning a lot of inside ball as well. Uh, he was one of our prime movers. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Youngie was uh, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, that was his best game. Uh, Brett Eddy with the with the five goals uh, in the second half. I mean, he, he just looked really good and uh, very very confident, uh, especially playing down there in his at his old home ground. Uh, I thought uh, Pal Pepper was right up there as well. Um, loved what he did, and uh, also Ollie Wines. I thought. Uh, yeah, you know, he was really good and uh, has had a super consistent preseason. What about the uh, the supporters' um, lack of faith in Bokey at the moment? What do you what do you think the go there is? Well, he, he got that uh, that big corky um, at the start of the game, and he tried to run through it and probably couldn't. He only had forty percent time on ground, so I don't know. Um, I thought he was pretty good in the first two weeks. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was so pretty too. Good football. Um, yeah, the natives being a little bit harsh for on him Travis? on the weekend, and that was because he got injured. So, so the natives being a bit harsh, a bit brutal. Oh, I think so, but I think we've also got high expectations for our captain, and yeah, you know, we we know how good he can be. Uh, we know how crucial he was through 2013 and 14, and uh, you know his 15 was pretty good as well. Uh, last year he probably dropped back a little bit, um, but look, if if he could get anywhere near his best again, um, that's certainly a very very good thing for Port Adelaide. Absolutely. I still have faith. Oh, so do I. I think um, I think he's going to have a great year and uh, will be in uh, our top five players probably in the best and fairest again. I'm sure he will be. Mm. So we talk about add, now. Hey? Anything else you want to add? No, uh, no, not really. Just, my pasta's not too bad. What sort of pasta? Uh, well, because I was trying to make it before the podcast started, but I ran out of time. So it's a chili pesto pasta with a bit of zucchini and mushroom. Okay. Trying to recarburate after uh, after my run. There we go. Yeah. What about, what about you? Fish and chips? Not fish and chips, mate. No, I don't uh, eat fish and chips every day. Uh, only every second day. Just deep fried bounties. Yeah, <laughs> deep fried bounty bars, that's it. I guess the other thing to talk about quickly is uh, the Magpies had their first trial game on the weekend yep. um, and beat North Adelaide pretty convincingly by uh, 88 points, I think. Uh, Luke Reynolds kicked three goals. Uh, it was good to see Billy Frampton, uh, Aidan Johnson, and also uh, Todd Marshall kick two as well. And I heard Will Snelling was like the player of the century or something. Uh not sure about Will Snelling, but uh, Willem Drew, I think, was um, was judged best on ground, uh, which is great science for, for someone so young. Mm, someone was posting up on the forum that Snelling was a beast. Well, he could well have been. Um, he could well have been. It would be good if uh, the club could put up some highlights or something. That would be great. Hey, um, well, there was a player, I guess, that's a little bit topical for me, is um, Sam Gray. I know yeah. where I'm going back now, but where, where's he at? Do you think he's... Um, is he, is he in our first 22? I think at the moment, certainly. Yeah. I, again, I think he's had an all right preseason. Uh, probably not been amongst our sort of best, but uh, by far from our worst, I think. You know, he's been fairly consistent. Um, it looks like he's been playing a, a little bit of a different role, uh, mostly up forward, sort of on a forward flank, as opposed to sort of bona fide midfield, which does scare me a little bit because we know that... Um, 
or history shows that in the past he's uh, struggled to play that position at AFL level before, and that he really does need to be sort of in the guts and, and on a wing a bit more. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see if uh, if that's the sort of role that he's going to get this year or if it was just um, sort of filling in those sort of spots in the preseason. I guess I'm just having trouble with him because I sort of, I've sort of got this preconceived line through his name after the last couple of years where I just don't think he's going to step up enough. And uh, so I guess uh, I've maybe lost a little bit of objectivity with him. And so I'm, every time I watch him, I'm just a little bit on the cynical side. But um, I just feel like um, yeah, he's, he's one of those sort of type of players now where if we want to go to the next level, he sort of has to be pushed out of our side. Yeah, I think it's... Um... That's probably fair, and look, he might be a player that gets uh, overrun by some of the younger guys on our list uh, in the next sort of year or two. Uh, but at the moment, I think uh, just his ball-winning ability and his pace um, uh, is, is probably a little bit too crucial at, right now at this point in time. Uh, we'll see how that goes in the next sort of six months, but uh, it would be great if he could just get a bit more consistent. We know uh, certainly in the last two years his end to the season has been exceptional. Uh, it's been the sort of first 10 to 15 weeks before that, uh, which he's kind of struggled with. So hopefully he can stay in the side and uh, and perform from round one. Um, yeah. Because I think whenever he plays really, really well, uh, we certainly look a lot better side. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I just wanted to chuck that in there. That's all right. Plus, I don't have much to talk about Magpies because I didn't see it. That's it. Neither did I. That is... But uh, there we go. That is it. That is so, it. Pre-season are over. Doing, are we doing a show next week? Or is there anything really to talk about? Or what's the story? Uh, well, the, we'll certainly be doing our preview, I would think, of the of the round one game. Uh, we might have a little break before then. But, uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's a week uh, and a half, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's uh, not this weekend. Next weekend is the first game. Oh, so yeah. So, what, we, a, are we going to... Do maybe what a Thursday show next week? We'll go back to our, our regular broadcasting schedule of uh, Monday and Thursday, I think. Well, oh, that's exciting. Time, it's very exciting. How fast, how fast is time flying, honestly? It is very quick. It's uh, you know, mid-April, uh, mid-April, mid-March already. And uh, yeah, the years are flying by at the moment. Well, that's why I asked the question, because I felt like we still had another two weeks before the season, but we don't. Well, the pre-season has just flown by. It's been great. And, uh, yeah, ready for round one. And uh, not sure how we're going to go. But uh, hopefully we uh, mm. you know, we, we play pretty well and uh, take it up to the Swans. Yeah, look, we've got a tough start. And I guess it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting how, how it plays out. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to be optimistic because we've got a horrendous record against Sydney and let alone in Sydney. So, uh, but who knows? Mm. Round one, if, it, if we're going to do it, maybe round one's the one. Well, hope so. We know that Sydney are a slow starter. Um, so hopefully we can get a bit of a jump on them and uh, and win that game. Wouldn't it be great if we could win over there oh, for the first well, time in about 48 years? We'd be um, minor Premier locks if we win <laughs> that game. That's it. We'd be grand final um, certainties. Well, at least we would at least be March Premiers, I think. Yes. I'll take something. I was at when I was running tonight. I was and I was watching the uh, the Fox sort of that new uh, news program, and I was just thinking, you know what? 
It's going to be our bugbear, isn't it? We bottomed out with GWS and, and Gold Coast, and they stole all our picks. And we, maybe we're going to start rising up again, and it's going to be at the exact same time that GWS and Gold Coast, or maybe GWS, and it, you know, it's going to be hard to bloody topple them, aren't they? They're just like robots. It's going to be hard to win a premiership in the next uh, four or five years, but um, you know, you've got to give it a we'll, go, don't you? We'll give it a go. That's it. All right, mate. Well, I think that's All it right, for buddy. this evening. Pleasure. And we will uh, speak to you again uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Speak to you then. Enjoy your deep-fried bounties. Yes. Try. And thanks to, uh, thanks to those who tuned in, especially Porsche. Good to uh, hear your hard-hitting questions once again, or statements. That's it. Good stuff. All right. Until next time. Ciao, ciao. Count the pair. Pow. He's got to keep his feet corns just worried him out of it. Slips a handboard to Treadray. Back turn. Well done. Little give. This might be it. Corns, Treadray, Pierce.